0: Hi folks, I'm Alan Wharton, and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 16th of February 2020. I sometimes get these reality checks. They just hit me. like a slap on the face sometimes, because I don't live within the general society as such. I live in a country, not an expensive palace, believe you me, most folk might say it's a dump even, but the fact is I'm pretty quiet and I don't have television, I don't watch TV, I have the internet, but because I don't have TV, I don't get the, and and folk don't realize this because most folk do watch television, most of your programming, almost 100% of your programming and your updates and what you think, what you believe, how we treat people and so on, and even how to dress, how to behave, and, and what to say, and the terminology you use now, because they're constantly changing it, all comes from television, both in fiction and non fiction. Most of it comes through fiction, actually. And most TV is fiction, even all your reality shows. They're not real. People don't behave normally uh, in real life as they do in the reality, or you wouldn't, you'd run away from them if it did. But I can remember. Back in the '90s, I think when they started doing the the, the first kind of reality shows, which were like uh, contests, and back in the '90s for a little while, I did have TV and rabbit ears, of course, and uh, and I saw these these shows where they would get people in to do all crazy kind of things and make make uh, spectacles of themselves. They, they eat worms and all that nonsense, or lie in coffins of worms, all that ridiculous stuff. And I knew that it was really a program designed to take off and to expand into a, a, a pre-ordained direction, basically. That's how the evidence done, you see, is step by step and incremental, but big plans are laid down long in advance, years in advance of where they take you. And I had no idea just how far the the present day reality shows have gone. And so in this surrealistic world, and it really is a surrealistic world if you're you're living in in electronic reality, if you think you're in reality, because most folk are. They've got the phones to, to their skull all the time. Or they're watching something from television or so on, but all the stuff, and they can chat with each other about all the things that they're watching on television, because most it's, it's, these things are designed for to get as many viewers as possible by using psychologists and behaviourists to get the people to watch and to get addicted to it, and of course sex is a big the big pool naturally. And they have these... Uh, so I, I, in the middle of all this happening and, and the crisis across the world as folk get this coronavirus and how it's played up to the hilt, initially it was played down, unless you were one of the, the, the general newspapers that, that are part of the big club. And, and, of course, anyone who wasn't part of the big club was getting hammered for just mentioning facts and even their observations, in fact... But now the big papers of course themselves are saying all the scary stuff and it's okay for them to say it. I noticed too they even had little OKs for, for different sites and so on or articles or even YouTube things like okayed by the WHO or, or a line through it means it's taboo. And this is how far things have gone. It's a, you see with, with general terrorism in Britain and all countries are part of this big system ...of terrorist control. And, and terrorism control also <laughs> comes into crisis control, for those who don't get it, like the COBRA system in Britain, for instance. And with the, they have a whole panel of so-called experts to decide what the public will be told or won't be told... and how you, ...because they want you to behave in a certain way. Well, it's the same thing when it comes to pandemics, etc. Just like the movies, of course, they've given you so many uh, pandemic-type movies, getting you used to this idea for the last 25-30 years, and a whole stack in the last 10 years in fact, uh, right down to the welding of the of the doors and high-rises at the bottoms of the, the big main doors, so that they can't get out, which they're actually doing in China now, apparently. So you're living in, in this amazing, uh, again, electronic reality, as I say most folk are into. And so I looked up the newspapers today just to get an update on the coronavirus and see what's happening. and. and Some of the papers had nothing at all. Other ones had little one-liners that were old, a few days old. And I looked at the Daily Mail, and and as I see, I'm so far out of it. I'm a person looking from the outside to the end. I'm looking into this goldfish bowl of the world. The first, at the very top of the Daily Mail, and and a lot of other papers too I found out, was uh, the death of a woman who hosted a, a, a TV show, a reality TV show. And how she'd apparently been charged or was going to be charged or was got the charge. Who cares about the gossip? The fact is, she'd hit her boyfriend with a a lamp, supposedly, and she lost her job or something, or was laid off temporarily. But anyway, I guess the inference was that maybe she died anyway. For some reason or another, she died. But I, this is someone on TV, a TV show that's a, a kind of dating thing, which is all about sex, naturally. And they had the pictures there of her and the different, even contestants and so on Who all looked like, to me, to me, who doesn't watch TV, like like cartoon characters Really, well, even the guys, they look like they had their faces um, I don't know, can you manicure faces? I wonder, I just don't know anymore But the, the hair was up and these big tufts on the top just like they used to see in the cartoons from the 1950s and the 60s. I'm not kidding, you, that's how they used to look. And that's how the people look today. Uh, who's designing all this stuff for them to copy? Because it's copied. Nothing comes from the grassroots in style and fashion or anything, you know? Anyway, that was the top story. And I thought, wait a minute here, there's folk on cruise ships uh, where folk are dying and they can't get on, all that kind of stuff going on. There's this massive crisis in China. Going on. There's so many amazing things to talk about. But the main story is this, this this woman, who the host, who died on, on a, a reality TV show. This is the reality. And it said that millions of folk tuned in every time this show was on. Now, I'm sure most folk out there, maybe, probably know what I'm talking about because they have TV and so on. But do you realise how, how fake a reality is if, if you believe in all that stuff? how fake it is, it's incredibly fake, as opposed to our everyday lives. Reality uh, today is made up of fiction for most people, more so than any time in history. And not just fiction, but programmable, as a programmable uh, fiction that you're given, predictive programming, as I've said so many times, where you're getting readied for the next stage of whatever it happens to be, write down, to so even the pandemics to come and how you'll behave, etc. But the corporate system that, take, that deals supposedly with terrorism and what you'd be told and how to manage society, including panic in society, you know, or how to prevent panic. The idea is, is the same with with pandemics, that the big teams that manage pandemics keep the public ignorant, just like the movies, by the way, and tell them as little as possible. They say they're there to treat them like children, and don't even tell them any hard, truthful facts. That's really how it's supposed to... Be. Government, that's just, they see themselves as, as being the kind of a placebo, or the tranquilizer, you might even say, for the general public. That's what they're in this kind of situation. And folk don't realize it, how, how really thin this veneer of civilization is. And It does take a, a, a form of... A, Coordination of different segments of society and different aspects of society and emotions and so on, and the very the various dynamics and psychodynamics too, are all going on within societies to keep it kind of functioning without it breaking down or folk going crazy and and destroying each other. You know. And it's fine, you can get along. I've said this, I said this years and years ago. Everyone can get along, including all the different massive segments of societies within cities. They're all, they're all broken up. I don't care what everybody says. I've, I've been through cities, I know there's different quadrants and so on. Everyone can get along as long as money's flowing. And then you get basic foodstuffs and, and money left over to, to spend for entertainment and so on. Everyone can get along in society as long as that exists. But when it starts to break down, which eventually it might—I'm not saying it will—we don't know how bad this this whole pandemic is going to be. We hear all the scary stories from the top now, as I say, from the top, and from from all the supposed country ex, or national experts now in Britain and elsewhere. But you'll see society changing if if what they say, if what they say, comes to pass. We don't know yet. There's still this, this almost. Deniability amongst the public Mainly those Who are still in the know Who, who, who watch this kind of stuff going on They've heard them cry wolf so many times From the WHO And we know they want big world exercises And this is also an exercise in, in So many departments Of governance As they call it, to take care of everything And try to keep it all together As we go through it So uh, time will tell what, what, what's true and what's f- fictional and so on And how bad things really are going to be But uh, as I say the top Supposedly the top specialist in Britain Or one of them Has come out And said that this could uh, This could really um, they're, not, they're not going to stop it In fact that what I've seen Even in the last couple of days uh, Is all the signs That they're, they're going to try to stop it That they've made decisions at the top obviously where they're even letting a lot of planes come back in from not so much China, perhaps, or parts of China, yeah, but also countries around China where many Chinese live and they go back and forth to China all the time, I mean, by the week. (laughs) So it looks to me as though they've come to the conclusion at the top that they can't really even slow it down much, or they're not going to slow it down much. It's too big for them, but they wait and see. There's a whole bunch of planes grounded at Heathrow Airport, supposedly, because some people got sick. We've had the confusing, uh, all this amazing confusing uh, disclosures to the public, all conflicting stories about even the type of disease it is, this coronavirus. In other words, what's it really like? And initially, of course, you were being told to be calm and don't worry and all that. It's just like a cold or a flu, you know, and you get over it. it may, some people want to get a runny nose, they said. Hmm? And meanwhile, when you look into China, what they're doing there, and they go up and down the streets with these massive trucks uh, spraying this goodness knows what into the air a, a good height, too. <laughs> and through offices and all the rest of it. This isn't just a little runny nose thing. So don't you get fed up getting treated like a child? Hmm? And you're told just to wash your hands? Well, if you go out in public uh, to do whatever you have to do, even to get food or whatever, where do you see places to wash your hands? Look, everything you do, you have to open door is not rest of it and close. Everybody else does the same stuff. Shopping cart, same thing. Right? Do you see any bowls of water out or disinfectant? No, no. And if, you, and if you cough, just cough up your sleeve to say, this is the best to tell us to do in the 21st century. Hmm? Think about it. We're being treated like children, and not very bright children either. So it's uh, it's not a good scenario. When it, What makes it more scary, I think, for most people, who have seen all these movies, they've been churning all these movies out about pandemics and the virus and plagues and so on, for years, showing you what they do, including the quarantine methods, including the welding of the doors and the high-rises, which they're now doing in China. Uh, you, you've all been trained what to expect, in a sense, you see. And, of course, what you've been told and, and trained to do too, is, is to obey authorities in such situations. Because in the movies, it's not good for those who, who, uh, who disobey the authorities in such situations. So government, really, uh, and plus two, I think, on top of all of this, You've had so many people over the years from big institutions, uh, even having, uh, in real open dialogues on television and so on with the so-called experts, it's too many people on the planet. There's just too many people. I remember the one from Australia a few years ago? Uh, and again, they make them stars, these professors, the star-making machinery tell you, tells you, this is a special professor, he's more important than other professors, and they're, the, they're going to be the voice box, basically for pushing the agenda for depopulation. And he even said, he said, you know, it'd really be a decent thing if the people around around retirement age would just, you know, die and leave the jobs for younger people, you see? And we hear this stuff and we say, oh, what on earth is this? But these are the people who belong to big think tanks and institutions. That have world meetings on these are the characters too who end up going to different dialoguing uh, conferences within the, the World Economic Forum, this big, again, massive institution that you don't vote for, uh, where all the richest folk go to decide how you're going to live in the future, according to the way they want you to live or exist. So that doesn't help it either, does it? When so many have been chomping at the bit for a long time, or the Georgia Guidestones. And, you know, if the world was just reduced to so many million people, from, from the billions to the millions, then it would be a better place, they say. Doesn't help, does it? It really doesn't help. And I'm sure many folk are so puzzled. Many, many are puzzled, as, as, especially professionals who are not in the higher echelon of, of understanding what's going on because you're not allowed into it. There's different tiers of knowledge and tiers of, of uh, confidence, you might say. But as many professionals, as I say, who, who, who just can't fathom if something so awful has been unleashed upon the public inadvertently or whatever, it doesn't make any difference how it got there, they say and this, at this time, concentrate on the problem, not the cause or who's to blame. But the fact is even the basic national quarantine laws are being tossed out the window. If you want to save the nation, you don't bring people who are possibly infected, and you don't know yet, see, you don't know yet, into countries straight from the most infected area, and give them little notes to sign, you promise to go home and quarantine yourself. Oh, sure, yeah, and away they go. Or not even been quarantined quarantined into a population that is completely clean from it or free from it. You don't let them in. You don't do that kind of thing. That's not quarantine. That's not even common sense. Especially when they keep telling you, and they kept telling you at the time, we don't understand this virus. It's new. A new time. They didn't even know what the the period inside you, the prodromal period would be, from getting infected to showing the symptoms. Because it very... You understand, it's not mathematics here. There's so many different human um, variations within the human type. There's some folk might show symptoms in a few days, other folk might take weeks. That that's standard, you see. So try to put it down to mathematical, like, like you're all robots exactly the same, cloned. It doesn't work. So they came out with statements initially, as you all know. that oh, it could take up to two weeks, you see. And they even had, uh, I think, quarantine initially for eight days or something mm-hmm. like that. And now they found out it might, it might take much longer, even twenty days or longer before you show a sign. So to add to it all, we have this incredible I don't again it's it's, a, it's really panaceas for the public. Uh, we're testing them uh, with, with kits. And the other day, of course, it was announced there that after all this time, the kits are, are, are only correct half the time. Well, so is the law of averages if you toss a coin. And then when you dig into the reasons for it being only accurate half the time, it's because what they're claiming now, because rather take the responsibility, they're no use, these particular kits, is, well, you see that the staff today, today's, the modern staff in medicine can't really follow the instructions for it because it's not just a matter of a simple thing. You've got two or three things to add to it and stir it together just like a normal laboratory, you see. And, they, and they're trying to say that the staff today don't have the, the brains to work it out. Well, that, that inspires confidence, doesn't it? So, as I, I'm not telling people to panic. I'm just saying use your common sense because you're going to have to use your common sense here. You really are. And as I say, it looks to me that that with what's happening today, with today's news and so on, they're really just allowing it to happen. It would seem to be, really. There's one place in Britain where they brought the uh, possible infected people, they didn't know yet, you see, they wait and see, but they brought them in. And they put them up in a hotel, I believe. It was a hotel, a kind of quarantine-type hotel. That's self-quarantine. They signed forms are little. They made, the government says, we made them sign a form, promising not to leave there for 14 days. When well, they went back a few days later, They're all gone. And the staff in the hotel said, well, we, we, uh, there was no one left to guard them. Does that really look like something that's terrified the guy? Well, they don't even put guards here in some of them. You really think so? some some stinks somewhere a lot of things stink actually and so i'm not surprised at the rumor mill the the rumor mill must be buzzing like crazy uh, with with such apparent apparent incompetence or negligence and you can take your pick as to what you want to believe it doesn't make any sense at all. And then again, other people, as say, have been passed as cleared and all that and then had to develop the symptoms later. So we've got so many variables here that, that really are not... When you don't understand something, and if something might even take a month before it shows in some people, then you'd have to hold all the people for at least a month. you understand that? That would be common sense. And if you keep bringing people in every day from flights all over, around that, the far eastern area. And quarantining people, you, you'd have to have so m- for each plane load, you'd have to have a separate quarantine quarters for them, because they can't mix with the ones who came in two or three days before, uh, because they're in a different timeline uh, for release than you are then, you see? In other words, the recent people, if one person was infected, then, then all the rest of them who were ready to leave would all get infected, two of were in the same place. Uh, so I don't really think they're going to try to go the whole way with this and quarantine anything properly. And they seem pretty resigned with the statements, as I say, today and yesterday, that this is going to go around the world. And, and maybe next year and the year after, in fact. So we'll wait and see what happens. We don't even know where the bulk of the populace who's infected the worst with it happens to be because... Years ago, I I gave talks on their lease documentation from Portland Downs in Britain, where they had literally admitted to it, and and a few other countries admitted to having the same stuff. Every country is probably involved in it. They have ethnic-specific viruses, which they work on, (laughs) which makes us feel much safer, doesn't it? The whole point with with quiet wars, like that, that old silent weapons for quiet wars, is, is, is to trying to confuse anybody from, from pointing the finger to, you might suspect who might have let it out, but then you may get led to believe by the perpetrators to where to, to, to the fingers are pointing, and it could be a setup too. That's the whole point of, of quiet weaponry, silent weapons are quiet wars. This is the world we live in. And as I say, the world we live in is not a happy place. Uh, it's happy through all the masses of fiction we're with And the Disney-esque stuff and so on, and the fantasy But in reality, the world really is, It can be a horror show at times like this And if you haven't seen World Wars, then you won't know what a horror show is The history of the world, when it comes to dominance by, Run by dominant psychopaths for different nations Is, is truly a horror show and there's no doubt about it. Countries definitely have no problem recruiting psychopaths to work in laboratories to create incredible, terrible diseases to kill people. There's no doubt about it. They they, they, they sign these treaties, uh, to pretend that they're not doing, but they just, they just say, well, we're, we're not really making diseases to kill people. We're, we're just altering them now for health reasons to see if it ever developed itself into this or that strain, we'd have something ready to fight it. So we make this strain, you see, that's what they do. That's, that's what they say. And they get paid all big bucks for this and they smile on television when they're asked and so on. And and they get awards for things being so bright and intelligent, but really these people are psychopaths As I've said before, psychopaths don't have normal worry. They don't have normal worry. In fact, they can't handle frustration and anxiety. Uh, They have an ability, an incredible ability, to get people fighting around their vicinity with each other. And they'll sit back and and watch you. That's how they work off their frustration and anxiety, is through other people's. uh, They create conflicts for other people to be involved, and they need to sit back and watch it. I'm not kidding, that's really how it works. A lot of them go into into politics. Uh, a lot of them go, work their way up the ladder, or really <laughs> knife their way up the ladder, you might say, behind folks' backs to get to their top positions. They're very persuasive and very manipulative. Calmly so, though. It's their calmness that makes people believe them. They're so calm. And they, they eventually get what they want. But yeah, they get into these different positions that all governments have where it's nuclear weaponry they're the guys that are recruited on purpose to turn the keys i did talks years ago it's from the, the old series on polaris submarines in britain and the americans were stationed in britain as, as you know during the whole cold war in the nuclear submarine bases and uh, they did documentaries where they went through the subs and and they asked how do you recruit these guys that, I mean, most folk you think would just crumble at the end and it wouldn't turn the key, but it meant literally you not know, just imminent destruction for the enemy that you're going you to send them off to, but your own destruction as well. That seemed ridiculous, and most folk might crumble uh, and crumple at, at, at that decision, you see. But the psychopaths, they were were pretty well geared towards it. They would obey their masters. Psychopaths only obey their paymaster. And they look after themselves. But but something superior to them, up above them, with more power, uh, they respect. Anything beneath them, they they mock and laugh at, you know. But uh, above them, they had the respect. And they said these guys were selected for their their psychopathic tendencies. I think it was the same psychopathic test that they used in high offence prisoners' tests. So that's where government recruits, and they put them in the silos and the mainland, and they put them in the subs too. But then the, the ones who, who excel in universities, in certain areas, are selected too. You don't realise that in universities, even through even school, for the last 40 years, 50 years, even from, from the junior school or primary school, they call it in uh, onwards, you're being, you're being carefully studied, and there's reports about your behavior and personality constantly getting put into. Now, long ago, it was through different little paper tests they gave you. Now it's all on the computer. They know exactly who you are, and they know even who to pick once you get into high school and groom for their positions and these particular types of positions that I'm talking about now. But as I say, that's the real world. Now, a lot of folk, again, can't even handle that. Because really, it gives the impression we're on a very delicate balance of destruction or survival when you look at it. But that's how the world is really structured at the moment. It really is. It's never really been a very safe place in any era. But today, with high sciences at work, it isn't either. And to add to the confusion, as I say, you have all these tests that that they've been chomping at the bit to have for the sort of lockdown uh, tests for quarantine that we're seeing right now, ready to go into action and police will get authorities, military will get the authority and all that kind of stuff. They've been chomping at the bit because i have never had in the Western world a real activation of these powers to see if what they can do. And that's how they find out their weak spots for control is by having these tests. So as I've said before, This could be a great opportunity for those at the top to do lots of exercises that they've been chomping at the bit to do for a long, long time. Including, in fact, I'm sure everyone's caught on to it, that keeping people on board those ships, those cruisers, for a good period of time. And they've been studying them, the different groups, especially the different groups that are involved there. They had people from India on the crew, and one of the ships off Japan, I think it was, that a completely mixed uh, group of passengers—Britain, the U.S., different countries—and probably Chinese too, and and various other nationalities—they've had a good time to study what's happening, who's prone to come down with it, and so on. And what they'll do too is give certain of these antivirus drugs out to, to different groups and then study. If it works, because it won't, might not work all the same, the same in every different group, you see. So the big experiments are taking place at the same time by those at the top, and the data has come in. And in. as I say, it's interesting to see that they're now pretty well resigned, I think, to the fact that it's going to go across the planet. And it may be a, you understand. There's definitely authorities at the very very top. Don't think for a minute that in the Western world, especially. They're all in working independently of each other. Uh, there is a, a form of global governance going on here, from the top, as to how we'll behave with it or, or deal with this thing as it goes, as it continues and grows, it's, which is definitely going to do, they say. Meanwhile, as I say yeah, yeah, this is happening at the same time as they opened up the newspapers and the top story is, is what I said it was: uh, some uh, reality show host dies. Uh, and reality shows are all fiction, folks. Don't don't get involved in it. This is all fiction, and it's all added. you always add the sex into it because it's a it's guaranteed to grab the primitive part of the brain and addict people in this day and age, because we're, that's that's really what it's meant to do—to to lock you into a system, and also to help <laughs> destroy the system in which you, you you grew up in and make it worse than it was before. And that's part of it too. There's big agendas at work right now, folks have all heard about and read about it's not hearing about, it's actually reading about uh, the sterilization processes that, that certain big organizations which I won't mention right now because they, got the, they do have the ability to ban you know off social media. Sterilization put it that way, through different means or uh, even through all the different phthalates etc that are out there. And plastics and the xenoestrogens and and phytoestrogens, et cetera, et cetera. And people are top-heavy with this stuff now from so many different sources that it's definitely affecting the sperm count in males. We know that. and And women, too, are being heavily affected by it as well. So there's many things in the make right now To do with bringing down populations across the world And the ones at the top, the big groups at the top Are incredibly vocal about the necessity for doing so So do you really blame the people when this kind of thing breaks out And they're questioning whether this is (laughs) deliberate or not Can you really blame them? Come on here, come on I can remember years ago giving a talk on a, a radio station on, on someone I knew in Canada who worked with educational authorities who'd managed to get away many times to go over and work with uh, for the United Nations and other countries, and but mainly to do with bringing down the population in places in the Far East. And I, I casually, she was casually telling me about it. I said, well, listen, I says, who gave you the authority to, to, to get involved in bringing down the populations of other people Or, or anybody for that matter And she literally looked at me as, as though And this is what happens if you're not in the club It's like they suddenly realise that you're not one of them <laughs> And she says, well, well somebody has to do it, she says And well these are the same people There's lots of them out there working for the for the big authorities and and, and so that's how they talk about so what they believe they have to do. We won't do it ourselves, you know. So somebody has to do it. This, this is the real world, you know. Outside the reality shows, this is the real things that, that actually go on. And most folk are oblivious to it to the day that they no longer walk the planet. But that's the, the world in which we're living. And we're, we're managed like children all the time. Now, when i touch on some of the, the topics here. Now, one of the talks I gave maybe last year and many times before probably in different years is the, the agenda uh, where they mentioned at the top that if you, if you feed people well and give them lots of good proteins and so on. And this is all standard stuff at the top university level. They teach them that what made people more resistant to bacteria and various diseases that were commonplace in the 1700s 1800s was basically bad hygiene, uh, poor uh, diet. Most folk, a lot of folk, the big working class population didn't have access to, to good protein, good meat and so on. And of course they didn't have good uh, sewage systems and and hygiene, etc., and hot, running water, that kind of thing, uh, which all led to, to disease, just proliferating big time. And people who were caught diseases, many of the diseases, as I say, that are almost eradicated today because of the the, the difference now in hygiene, etc. Back then, you, the slightest disease could bring you down and kill you. And children, especially high death rate amongst children. So this has all been well understood. So what makes a people healthy, and 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 even uh, basically healthy enough to, to, to mate, uh, have children, and so well, it's they've all listed out what you need, and you need heat for your home. You know, so what, what you do you do, well, you reduce the heat consumption you know, if you want to bring it down. That is right, <laughs> and uh, because if you, if you have good heat in the winter time and, and cold climates. Uh, then your health will be much, much better. Uh, obviously, if you have meat and uh, protein and uh, a varied diet, a good varied diet and all the things that you need, you, you'll be physically healthier. And you're able to, to withstand even simple common colds or even the common flu or whatever. But if you start taking down the heat and start taking it away, uh, all the good food and so on this this was stuff that was published by authorities uh, and including under the ecosystem and all, all these different systems out there are from the top down don 't think there 's grassroots at all. The ones who even protest or they think they to the grassroots they 're all being used for agendas because here 's an article here you know, and I mentioned this would happen eventually the consumption of red and processed meat. Has been associated with increased mortality from chronic diseases, so it's this opposite of what actually happens, right? And as a result, has been classified by the World Health Organization as carcinogenic, such as processed meat, and probably and probably carcinogenic. Now, that's highly that's not scientific. There's no probabilities in in, what, in, in science, folks. Is there is or it isn't? You see, in science, so probably is used for other reasons. Huh? so this is probably carcinogenic red meat to humans you see one policy response is to regulate red and processed meat consumption similar to other carcinogens and foods of public health concerns here we describe a market based approach of taxing red and processed meat according to its health impact so this is all this is all the agenda folks you know this is the agenda and It's being pushed again. Everything comes from the top, for those who can't figure it out. Forget what you see in the street students and so on, with their high-paid leaders, of course, who are well-in. They're all paid through big... They even have pension plans for them, for the leaders of these NGOs, you know, who are in on the big plan. The followers are never, you know. As I say, if you want to bring down the population, what do you do? Well, make them prone to disease by taking away the things they need to survive. Decrease their heat, that's energy, you see So you've you, you got a constantly and mandated frequent increase in, in expense, the expense of energy To keep yourself warm or to cook or whatever it happens to be And this is not conspiracy stuff, this is fact I've read the articles, as I say, it's on my website Of the talks I've given in the past From the organizations at the very top They're pushing all these agendas Well... Good for you, uh, if you want to go along with it to save the world. You starve yourself, you make yourself frail and prone to disease, etc. And the big boys at the top and gals will get what they want, which is a vastly reduced population, obviously, because we know why folk today are healthier than they were in the past. We know that. When I was growing up, in fact, a lot of guys, men at the time, who did the hard laboring jobs when you actually had industry and mining died around just before or right after pensioning age, you see. That was that was very common. We've even had to see the professors, the one from Australia, stand up and, and really uh, ask people to start committing suicide. <laughs> and, you know, you should really do the right thing. And... Uh, you know. Allow like the jobs to be left for younger people. You know, you're consuming resources on the planet. Well, if you start to go along with these people, these persuasive psychopaths that are put out there as some kind of specialist that you should follow, uh, you better understand you're, you, you, that's, what you, that's what they are. They're literally very highly paid psychopaths who are very good at persuading people to do what they want. That's how they, most psychopaths don't do any real work at all, even if they're CEOs. They get everyone else to do the work for them, even on the way up the ladder. That's what they do. They're highly manipulative. And people will do it with glee and almost feel an honor to serve them. That's how they are. That's how they affect people awfully well, in fact, in that department. And people will, will, will do everything for them. Oh, no, I'll do that for you, you know. There you go They're such likable characters They really are A lot of the horror movies used to give these kind of characters as, as, As forms of Satan, the great evil incarnate And they're not far wrong in reality but anyway, uh, as I say, this, the, well, I'll put this article up here about uh, As they're pushing the, the, the same agenda for sustainability They don't want cattle, remember, and then they don't want pigs They don't want anything at all that gives you protein They might give you chickens for a while to wipe them out with some new bird flu And then down it goes, eh? step by step by step If you, if you start to wonder if something doesn't smell right here Well, good, you've got a good sense of smell don't let anybody call you a conspiracy theorist for just saying, I wonder if, if, when you stop wondering ifs, then you're done for, I'm afraid. You're into Disneyland. So here, another one here too, sustainability, drivers and implications for agribusiness. Hmm? Well, policymakers have not targeted the agribusiness sector as much as other sectors due to less public pressure. We believe sustainability regulations will become tighter for agribusinesses in the coming years And it goes on and on and on with the agenda These are articles that are mainstream articles on sustainability and so on There's lots of them out there, big, big foundations all paid by even bigger foundations To push the the global agenda for those who don't quite catch on And so then we cut down the greenhouse gases Now most greenhouse gases out there are actually, is actually what comprised of water vapor. For those who don't know it, CO two is a is a trace a trace gas. Trace gas, which is invisible, completely invisible. Carbon dioxide, you breathe out. Your carbon based life forms. If you want to cut it back, you understand you're cutting back yourselves, ultimately. I hope you understand that anything that lives on this planet. Is carbon based So we're living in an amazing Amazing Science fiction movie Combined with madness Because If you believe it all And could put it all together And still believe it And go along with what they're pushing You'd have to be mad you understand that? I hope you understand that You'd have to be mad H.G. Wells I've mentioned him so many times He's a big promoter For the, for the global elite of his day in the late 1800s, H.G. Wells first went into, was picked actually to be a good propagandist for the agenda and eventually for the Fabian Society, which he helped get co-found. He was a big proponent of free love, they called it, in the late 1800s. No responsibilities, free love, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same agendas as Karl Marx, isn't that astonishing, eh? But he worked for the global elite. I, I think so did Marx personally, but, but that's the agenda, you see. And then he then became a propagandist. And he says, well, you know, we, we, give, we give help to the poor and unfortunates. And London was full of f- poor and unfortunates. And across England, too, at that time, and Scotland, in the working-class areas. Because in the early days, there was no welfare system if you got sick or ill or anything. In fact, the wives had to go down the mines with the children to take the place of the miners. I'm talking up into the start of the 20th century, for those who don't know this. Well, the man was sick, they'd have to go down and do and Because if he if didn't, and no one stood in his place, he lost his job if he, if he was lucky enough to recover. That's reality. And H.G. Wells really says, well, What happens with these poor and fortunate? He says, Well, we feed them and we give them healthy health, uh, healthy, food and, and warmth and so on, and clothe them properly and, and, and give them good hygienic conditions. And what do they do? He says, They breed. They, they, he's, he's, he understand. He saw them as a separate species. Well, that's how they see you today, folks. They're in the, in the know, in the understanding of the poor unfortunates of the general population who will never figure this out. And the, the poor unfortunates of this of, of today would actually be called middle class by last centuries. Uh, even the previous centuries, levels of understanding. But you see, if you're not in the know with, with, the, with the ones at the top, you see, then you're nobody. Power is an, an incredibly addictive thing to these psychopaths. They crave it. They crave it. And, and if they can't get a start of it, they'll make the start by creating an organization and climbing up it until they're dominating you. And that's what's happened, of course. But you're supposed to just be the general public. Watch your TV, dress the way they tell you to dress, wear drainpipe pants, you see. Have have hair that's just a little tuft on top of your head if you're a guy, like a round circle. And watch television and, and watch all your reality stuff and, and be content. There you go. Don't think too much because then you might be a problem. You might start demanding things like, like answers. <laughs> and that's taboo. So anyway, drivers and implications for agribusiness, I'll put that up too. It's just astonishing how it's all out there for you if you if you want to look at it. I want to mention too that the, the New South Wales and, and, and Australia, there's a big battle going on between right now, of the ones who want to squash different facts have emerged. Uh, because there's big agendas behind all of this too. You've got government stepping in and taking, and taking the land back for big corporations and big corporations are, are getting it for peanuts or even free, in fact, from the burned out areas where the homes were stood in some places. And there's big mining, big, big mining projects for corporations scheduled there for the elements, the need for the, the new battery systems for the cars and so on. It's just astonishing it all comes together, isn't it? It's quite something to, to live through all this and see it. So anyway, here's one that says, here, Eco terrorists may have lit the fires. This is a senator, right? And if not, why not? Given the loss of life, the extensive loss of property and the economic impact, was eco-terrorism an agenda item at any of the recent meetings of the National Security Committee of Cabinet, she told Parliament this is a senator. And so the New South Wales Rural Fire Service Chief Shane Fitzsimmons last month said the bushfire season had been dominated by natural causes, mainly lightning, right? Queensland's police say only uh, only about 10% of the fires were deliberately or recklessly lit through human involvement between September and January the 8th However, Senator Fieravanti wells pointed to the National Centre for Research in bushfires and arson satellite analysis of 113,000 fires from 1997 to 2009 saying 40% were deliberately lit And they've got the facts for this, you see She said there was no recorded lightning strikes on most of the days bushfires started across New South Wales and Queensland in September, suggesting a level of coordination. Those alleged arsonists already arrested need to be thoroughly investigated by law enforcement. Who are they? What was their motive and intent? She said, are they alone actors or part of a sinister collective conducting eco-terrorism? Was there a level of coordination? Were any organisations with a history of law-breaking involved in order to further their respective narratives? The former international development minister said, The media build-up of an impending hot, dry summer set the scene for people with criminal intent to act. Well, they also have got, she's talking about the big eco-organisations out there too. That are, you've got them everywhere. But saving the world It wouldn't, it wouldn't be possibly destroyed parts of it To try and make it all real, you see This is what's happening as well It's a, it's a good article, and I'll put the whole thing up for you if, if you want to read it And you must always look at all sides of everything And, remain, and realize that there are sides to things That uh, it's not just lightning or whatever uh, They have the statistics about the lightning strikes as, as versus the fact that there weren't lightning strikes In these places uh, But they're definitely deliberately started So many of them And it's not hard to get people at the top, too, to go along with it And all the police or whatever it happens to be Because they belong to certain organizations And believe you me, again, big money changes We're living in an awfully corrupt system, folks It's incredibly corrupt, really and the ones at the top live so high in the hog. It's just astonishing. You know, I mean, I'm living in the past. I, The older you get, you find you live in, a, in the past where maybe $100 actually meant $100. Even though by today's value, uh, maybe the $100 from the 1980s, you would need maybe $300, maybe more, to buy the same amount of things you get back there. But you still live in the past. So when you see people like Justin Trudeau spending like like, like 50 bucks... For his special donuts, you know, things like that. You, you, you can't. Average person can't imagine it for twelve donuts, for his special donuts, you know, or spending close to what was it um, almost well, almost four hundred thousand dollars on on just the food and drinks for five flights. He's on not for the flights himself, just for the food and drink, things like that. We can't imagine that, folks. If you're living in the past, and I am generally, because <laughs> I don't spend much at all. I don't make much to spend. Well, when you see what, this, what they, they do at the top uh, Hundreds and hundreds of dollars Means nothing to them They probably spend about a thousand dollars a time the, the way that I would think about a hundred In a sense you know, At the top I'm talking about This small generation that he comes from But that's the way it is It's another story And then you get this one too it's, it's, Again it's, it's very much like As I said years and years ago like they, they would copy the, the book of Revelation because all the plans in there isn't it for terrifying wars play with threats of war and rumors of war there's always that going on for sure earthquakes we've had that even in, under the sea and so on and never mind the, the social disruption where children don't obey parents if they even have parents and once you are uh, parents uh, you, you go woman against man man against woman and so on it's all everybody's fighting everybody else you see and you get plagues and pestilences. And now you have swarms of up to eighty million locusts, it says decimating crops in East Africa. A forty-mile-wide circle of them. That's how they appear from the top. It's a big circle as they eat before they swarm. Eh? but it's threatening food security for thirteen million people. Well, why don't they deal with that? They 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 can go over those things and spray them. way out where they are. Before they, because if they don't, the, the, this 40 mile wide one could, could end up being 80 mile wide very quickly. So, why would you let it happen in this day and age? This is the 21st century in here. Another article to Judicial Watch uncovers that NIH fetal organ purchases, right, National Institute for Health, for humanized mice testing, it says, where they're mixing things together for mice and with human genes and so Why? So the National Institute for Health paid nearly and this is nothing this is this is a drop in the bucket to what they put out in other things which you don't want to know about. Nearly twenty thousand dollars to a California based firm to purchase organs from aborted human fetuses for a program to create humanized mice for HIV research. According to just, just maybe they'll ask them how they feel if they infect them. How do you feel, Mouse? You know? You know, so what this, what The reasons we're given for things are never the truth when it comes to this kind of stuff. Really, hmm? really, come on, come on! And then in, in China, they're doing similar things with pigs with human genes and so on. You really have to get. This is a science fiction. Only it's the truth. It's a reality. This is the, you're living the reality show, the real reality show. And I said many years ago. When 9-11 happened, because that was the first big, that was the first chapter. You'd open the next chapter of the book. I knew that. So a whole bunch of agendas had to be fulfilled. Not just the wars across the Middle East, across the world, but also the the social wars that you, which has <laughs> really uh, has been a, a roller coaster. It's a change all, all what used to be norms and various other things too at the same time, big time, and mandated it in such a way that that, that is. No one would have believed you 50 years ago, or even 40 years ago. Wouldn't have believed it. And here we are. We're living through it all today. Just astonishing. eh? And also this article here, Smart city. Again, with the fires now, the big push for the whole agenda for the 21st century, Agenda 21, with this 2030 and all the rest of it as you go along. They must must get us all living inside these big, big cities within the next few years, really. Well, how do you do it? Well, you burn them off, obviously. It's a good way to do it. Get them into the cities. See, it's safe in the cities. And then again, you see, uh, with this coronavirus, they'll come out eventually and say, we just can't go to all these rural areas and check people. It's just not safe. And therefore, they all lived in the cities, would be much, much better, wouldn't it? And et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Monotonously. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's, uh, the smart city involvement in Australia is entering a more actionable phase with increasing number of local government and private bodies now actively engaged in pilot projects. Well, were you asked about any of this? Were you giving any votes on it? No, no, no. Anything that matters, you're never asked about, folks. Never. Look at the massive entertainment to keep you from being involved and knowing what's going on so that that, that might prompt you to be involved well, that's part of the reason you get so much entertainment And then 5G and opportunity to Turbocharge Australia's smart cities, really I've never met a city yet that's very smart Not really, not for me personally, you know A lot of folk like living in cities, not me, I don't I don't like it at all It's too neurotic, too fake It's not a natural way for folk to live actually The whole system in a city is unnatural they said that back in Plato's days the, the easiest systems to collapse were the artificial systems Well in the cities they don't make anything, they don't grow anything They import everything in their life It's all based on money and investments and so on And round, round circles as money goes round Most of the money for those in the cities goes in, in trying to pay a rent Or if they're, if they're even up, higher up the scale, a mortgage on something It becomes a trap for people Nothing smart about that. But for those who want to control, they love you to be living where they can have you all controlled very easily. Look what's happening in Wuhan and other, other, other many, many other cities in China today, where they're, where they're literally quarantining entire cities now. There's power over them, eh? A good article on euthanasia. Again, I'm getting back to agenda 21, and, the, and again, the year 2001 with 9/11. With it the unfolding of the agenda, I said you'd have to hang on to your sanity. But the hardest thing you hold on to is your sanity. I knew that we we you go through this incredible roller coaster of change that was all mandated and published years and years beforehand, going way back to maybe the nineteen twenties, where they're going to take the whole world and they used a war to make it happen. No, you've got no privacy. Uh, People have now accepted the fact That they have no privacy People fought for centuries to get privacy And rights away from the government and the crown And they gave it all away So quickly and easily For peace and safety That was the agenda at the time And the second part of the agenda With all the things that have happened already Is of course For survivability and sustainability That's the next part too Well you know, people don't have to live that long And they're costing money, you know So Euthanasia was introduced In Canada, they offer it In the hospitals I won't even go into all the, the talks I've given before About it, but they even have, have people Who are not dying, and young too Who had illnesses But they were not dying And they were, they were certainly sentient enough and, and, and cognizant enough As to what was going on But that's all they were offered The strategy was happening it all started in Holland, of course, the big test bed of it. And there's an article here, Justice Denied to Protect Euthanasia Law. It tells you how uh, some doctors were actually charged initially, but the judge overturned the charges even though uh, there was negligence in it, what they they actually did. In order to protect the euthanasia laws, they they wouldn't let it go through. They let the doctors go. The euthanasia agenda was more important than, than had laws been broken. That's the world you live in. Big agendas from the top. And again, Australia, after all the fires, suddenly gets all this massive rain, eh? In certain areas. New South Wales, for instance. This is Australia's getting some desperately needed rain. A downpour knocked back a third of New South Wales fires in one day. Boom. Heavy, heavy rains. But if you went into weather control, you'd be laughed at, even though you've been living under it for many, many years. <laughs> When all this is happening with the coronavirus, eh? Bill Gates, the guy who came out in, I think, last year in October with a, a, a tabletop plan of a supposedly imaginary outbreak of coronavirus and says 600 million might die. Uh, here he is now, Bill Gates warns of 10 million deaths as a virus spreads to Africa. He just doesn't stop this guy, does he? And you think he's something to do with computers. These are front people with big agendas who are made into superstars as though somehow they have more. They they call themselves the transhumanists. By the way, that's the, that's what they are. In, in that they they are the big big um, front people with millions and billions of dollars behind them by big organisations that not they're not necessarily the ones that you think they're uh, to, to pro- promote them as some sort of leaders of the beneficent dictators in a sense. Or beneficent rulers Really, that's what it is Rulers The old, old Fisher King idea, you see And so you think they're somehow geniuses And, and should allow them to rule your lives Well, you don't, don't vote for them Yeah, they have democracy or you don't, folks How come everybody who suddenly hits The X amount of billion dollars in uh, Supposedly in their bank account Or their, or their organisation Suddenly is on board with the same world agenda Sustainability, depopulation Uh, Eradication of farmlands And and livestock etc How come they all suddenly just happen to Bingo I guess it must be a natural law of nature right? Bingo And you suddenly become one of them Then in all the TV stations across the world All the media will give you great write-ups And now you're there to To guide the world into a better way of being I have seen the light And no one questions How how slickly it's all done Right And then you get a uh, border agent sees a bag, that was last week I think, of dead birds from a passenger travelling from China These were dried birds they had, dried birds, little birds Supposedly for cat food, well, there's no shortage of cat food in the Western world, folks, you know so A bag of dead birds was discovered by US customs and border patrol And the luggage of a passenger travelling from China to a Washington DC area airport authorities. So you can see why conspiracies would jump into you and say this is part of it. Because at the same time this is happening. And you've got the coronavirus outbreak, this particular one, this COVID one. 19, you, you've also got two new flu viruses, and there are two separate flu strains broken out in China at the same time. And and they're related to the bird flu. So here you have a guy bring in birds, dead birds, eh? Supposedly, if you, you can see why conspiracies would jump into that one quite easily. It's not, a, I wouldn't blame anybody for jumping on that one. Makes you wonder why authorities aren't jumping on that that possible side of it, or maybe they are. Hmm. Because there's a lot of angst amongst nations right now as to who caused the problems in the first place. Maybe they're all to blame, and it's probably true. Another article, 78, Britain's face being left behind a coronavirus quarantine ship. Uh, cruise ship as the US prefers to lift, airlift all its 428 citizens back to America Well either, they're all clear But how could you even be sure they're all clear If they've all been living together They have to be amazing You, you, can't, you understand the levels of quarantine You've got, you've got daily flights to, and from the Far East to all different countries you, you couldn't cope with that So I don't think they intend to cope with it I really don't I really, really don't and Another one, a bushfire aftermath Australian land grab I thought I'd just toss it in too because the grab in the land now—an international agenda for sustainability and control. There you go. Yeah, China reports fl- uh, bird flu outbreak near the epicenter of the coronavirus. Well, my goodness, eh? My, go- I wonder if someone's taking the top off the lap here, or something. <laughs> you know, it, it's about a little humour there, folks. You know, before I get banned for having any humour at all. Here is an article too from the British newspaper: Coronavirus fears four hundred thousand Brits. British people could die from the bug as pregnant general practitioner says, I'm scared, right? This is the headline, right? In a big paper in Britain. If you said that, like i just said it, so I, could, I could be a nutcase and a conspiracy theory, but they can say this, it okay? And it says, the National Health Service workers laid bare their fears about coronavirus as they warn the country is not prepared to handle a major outbreak, according to a shock new survey. One pregnant general practitioner has admitted she is scared, as scientists warn that 400,000 people could die in the UK alone. The study was carried out by Channel 4 News. I mean, think the BBC, but it's Channel 4 anyway. It may be BBC or not, I don't know. It shows us a staggering 96% of National Health Service workers don't think the health service is ready. Of course they're not ready. If you're going to keep bringing people in without proper the ability to, to quarantine them, with supposedly uh, faulty test kits, to, to say the least. And this ridiculous thing of pointing a little thermal detector near your head. You, you've got better chances of reading tea leaves in a cup if a person's got it or not, I'm not kidding you. It's a, or toss a coin. Many of them, people don't show any symptoms till it suddenly hits them, suddenly, poof. And as I say, the, the, the period is so varied too. So I'll put this article up as well And then we've got Corona incubation period could be as long as 24 days The World Health Organization has not changed It's 14-day quarantine recommendations Well, it aims to fast-track the drug treatments, it says And this is um, a big paper too It's, it's not a lot of conspiracy It's Fox, Fox News Fox News service Could be as long as 24 days Well, no one's hammering them and, of course, they're now calling it COVID-19. No one's really using it because they already call it coronavirus. And the the, the, the amounts that have got it is way, way, way low. The, the, the specialists in Britain and elsewhere are, are saying that now. It's way, way low, way below, including the deaths, unfortunately, too. The original article also said it could infect two-thirds of global population. And this is from the big papers that are allowed to terrify you, you see. It's quite something isn't it Eight planes put on lockdown at Heathrow Over coronavirus fears it says And this one here uh, That actually had people with Temperatures some of them Eight planes at Heathrow airport grounded this morning After passengers complained of corona- coronavirus symptoms Passengers on a United Airlines Flight from San Francisco Were told to stay put <laughs> After landing because Someone on board may have caught the deadly flu-like Disease Etc etc there's so many of them for those who want to you know, most folk will ignore this because it is scary stuff. And you can go back to your Dancing with the Stars, or whoever it is, or, or whatever it is they're doing with these dating things for reality shows. I think it's a bit further than just dancing. But anyway, that's what we'll get uh, fed during this kind of thing. And most folk can handle this, of course. I mean, really, who can handle this? If this agenda is meant to bring more folk in... And accept the is spread, they've already written off a whole stack of the population over 55. And that will have been dis- heavily discussed with the big panels at the top. They're discussing these things all the time. Who's valuable, who isn't, etc., etc., you know. Plus the London Underground, and think about it too, could be a hotbed for coronavirus. Any underground in any city with the tube systems, eh? You know how far the... They've done all the testing. Remember they used to test the... <laughs> that was for the bacterial warfare of terrorist uh, tests that they did uh, They dropped different substances And they find out how far it travels Well on a subway, you know that whoosh of air, eh? That can travel hundreds of miles very quickly Underground Does that make you feel better, eh? And the, the police in Britain now are I've are, got hazmat suits dispensed to them And the military obviously too Enable uh, to handcuff suspected patients. Um, to force them into quarantine and back into quarantine if they try to get out. Also, from the U.S. military times, uh, they've got it here. The U.S. military is prepping for coronavirus pandemic, and so the U.S. Northern Command, that's the big one for Canada and the states, executing plans to prepare for a potential pandemic of the novel coronavirus now called COVID-19 according to Navy and Marine Corps service-wide messages issued this week. The executive order issued by the Joint Staff and approved by Defence Secretary Mark Esper this month directed Northern Command and Geographic Combatant Commanders to initiate pandemic plans, which include ordering commanders to prepare for widespread outbreaks and convening service members with a history of travel to China as well. So uh, that's a command that's responsible for North America. Some make you feel better <laughs> So as I say I don't want to scare everybody Who knows what they wait and see what goes on I did read the one article That a young guy From China A teenager Said that this wasn't Some little sniffle and a note He said he's never felt So sick in his life Every joint in his body Was, in, was, was agony he said And he had the typical symptoms Of a non-expectorant cough and very sore chest, because your, your muscles get all all, all strained and so with we'll cough, cough, coughing, etc. So if you're getting these symptoms, be careful folks, take care of yourselves. But don't panic at the moment, because as I say, it's here, it is here. And if you have at least a, enough foodstuff supplied, just basic stuff to get you over a month even, uh, from, from stores, general stores and so on, in, in case you, you do get sick and can't get out for a, wee, a little while. Uh, it'll help tide you over as you get through this and you've got to keep positive and, and see how you get through it I've had people recovering from it. As I say, it's unfortunate The older folk definitely, especially men It says it's targeting uh, more But so you take better care of the people that you that you can take care of and those that you know That's what you have to do in these situations of crisis And as, again, you've got to stop saying who caused it Well, as I say, every country's caused it in a sense because we all have these organizations that uh, are busy working to, to create awful, awful, terrible things to be used for awful, nefarious reasons, which uh, are pretty, pretty disgusting. And uh, they're diabolical, let's put it that way, they're diabolical, of course they are. But as I say, keep positive and, and don't let anybody say, cough up yourself, use a mask if you have to. Who cares what they say at the top? You look after yourself. No one else is going to look after you in these situations. You got to look after yourself as best as you can. And for those around you too, they just a few friends will all help each other out. That's what you really really need folks, really. So really take care. And from myself, Alan Waterman here at Canada, sorry for the for the talk. <laughs> it's not very pleasant. It's good night to be your God or your God's good with you. And by the way, the other night there too with this, uh, this global warming we're getting, I was down to minus thirty-five Fahrenheit. So there you are. Good night.